for beginners. A good omens potfic, written by Kefish and read by Jar. Summary Omega Nurse Aziraphale receives a distress call from a gent called Crowley, who has a rather interesting problem. Aziraphale listened to the echo of the phone ringing in the nurse's station for a solid three minutes, waiting for someone to answer it. When no one did, he poked his head out of the break room. The nurse's station appeared surprisingly empty. He hadn't heard a code called, but he had been enthralled by his new book, The Submission of the Alpha. It was hidden in the dust jacket of a considerably less smutty book, of course, but he'd been loath to put it down when he left for work earlier that evening. He checked his wrist cuffs and collar to make sure they were straight and covering his sand points as per habit, tucked his crab's tunic down over his stomach and made his way to the central hub. Sandy was at the other end of the row of computer stations, his feet up on the counter, earbuds in his ears. He was snoring, and there was a line of drool dripping onto his own collar and spreading into a puddle on the shoulder of his crops. Aziraphale rolled his eyes, unsurprised. Even the shrill ringing did not disturb his indifferent co-worker. He perched in the chair closest to him and cleared his throat, putting on his patient service voice as he picked up the phone. Hello, you've reached St. Michael's Urgent Care Center, Nurses Hub, Aziraphale speaking. How can I help you? He pulled a pet and a pen closer, poised to take notes. Thank God someone finally answered. Everyone on a smoke break? The voice on the other end was agitated, and Aziraphale could hardly blame him. No, this is a no-smoking facility, I assure you. However... No, not important. Just glad to have got someone. The voice sounded like they were trying very hard to seem in control. I've got a problem, and I don't know what to do about it. Of course. May I have your name, please? Do I have to? The man sounded taken aback, as though he'd not considered that anyone would ask that. It would help a bit, yes. Aziraphale spoke calmly. Uh, okay. There was a pause that was long enough for Aziraphale to suspect that the caller was thinking of a false name. He was intrigued. Crowley. Thank you, Crowley. He jotted it down as well as a notation that it may not be a real name. Are you calling for yourself or someone else? And is this affection in Alpha, Omega or Beta, please? I... There was a loud huff of breath. Can I just tell you the problem? You can, but I am an Omega nurse. I may not be able to help you if you need an Alpha or doctor. No, that's... that's perfect. Exactly what I need. 
The caller sounded relieved and a bit frantic again. Look, this is embarrassing and kind of freaking out over here. Aziraphale paused and looked over at his snoozing co-worker. Do you mind if I place you on a brief hold? I'd like to go to a private area to discuss this, if that's all right. Yeah, sure. That's good. Private is good. Aziraphale placed the call on hold and took the pad and pen to another room. Less than a minute later, he was picking up the line again. Hello, this is Aziraphale speaking. Have I got Crowley on the line? Who else am I gonna be? An artwork? The man's voice was pitched high, and there was a strain that Aziraphale picked up on. Of course, I'm sorry. Merely trying to keep on the safe side of the Data Protection Act. I'm sure you understand. Aziraphale kept his own tone level. Now, what seems to be the problem? There was an odd silence that was only broken by the sharp intakes of breath on the other end of the line, indicating the intent to begin speaking, but no words came forth. It's all right, my dear. Whatever help you need, I will do my best to provide. You'll have no judgment from me, regardless of your malady. Tell me, how can I help you, please? Aziraphale had dropped into the soothing panic voice he usually used on distraught or fearful omegas. Are you in any sort of danger, Crowley? I can ask simple yes or no questions if you prefer. No, not in... not in danger. I just... fuck. This is embarrassing. There was a rustle on the line, then a heavy sigh. He mumbled. Maybe I should have called the chaps at Clone Zone. Aziraphale thought that a well-known London sex shop was an odd option when looking for medical assistance. Crowley, I promise I am a professional. What happened? I'm stuck. The voice on the line had gone very small. I can't. I can't get it out. Based on Aziraphale's own forays to Clone Zone, and knowing the sorts of products on offer, Aziraphale suddenly had a better idea of what may have happened. Crowley, I believe I may understand. But in order to help... I will need to see you in person. No. Crowley had found his volume button, apparently. No. Can't you help over the phone? I'm afraid not. Without knowing precisely what it is and how it is stuck, I could give wildly inappropriate advice and do real damage. Aziraphale looked up at the clock and thought for a few moments, while Crowley continued to winch and beg not to come in. He sighed and interrupted Crowley's pouting firmly. I have an alternative for you. Crowley went silent for a few seconds before pushing on. 
I'm listening. I am trained and certified for home health visits. I'd be willing to come to you if your hesitation is born of not wanting others to see you. Crowley immediately accepted, calling out in the affirmative. Aziraphale spoke over him in the same firm voice, and Crowley quieted again. Crowley, I will do this with the understanding that if I arrive and assess the situation and decide that you need the benefit of additional staff or equipment, you will accept and follow through on my directions. Is that clear? There was a shuddering breath and the smallest sound before Crowley answered, Yes, Nurse Zerophil. Very good. Aziraphale reported to the head nurse that he was leaving on a distress call before pulling up the directions to Crowley's flat and driving over. Less than ten minutes later, he parked outside a swanky block of flats and grabbed his care bag before pressing the buzzer to be let inside. He stepped off the lift, finding a door already cracked open. He knocked anyway, before letting himself in. Crowley, Nurse Aziraphale calling. I bust you up, I know who you are. Crowley's grumpy voice came from the direction of the sofa. Aziraphale closed the door behind him. Yes, of course. He took another breath to continue speaking. His eyes went white and he froze in place, taking a deliberate sniff at the air to confirm what he already instinctively knew. How could he be so foolish? You're an alpha. I fear that would have pertinent information for you to have shared, especially considering you were already aware of my own designation. Aziraphale couldn't help the harsh crossness in his voice. It wasn't exactly illegal, but it was heavily frowned upon to mislead one's designation, and especially to bring someone into a home without that information. I'm sorry, I know. Bad form on me. But I promise I'm not a threat. Not in a rut, or even close. There was a waspish lilt to Crowley's voice. Barely a proper alpha. Aziraphale took a moment to calm himself and consider Crowley's words and get a better whiff of the flat. Despite the hour, the windows were open, diluting most of the alpha scent. Basic manners in mixed company, which Aziraphale appreciated. There was an earthy scent in the flat, which Aziraphale could tell wasn't from Crowley, and a woody scent that was. The scent from Crowley was clean with no sharp rot undertones, but there was a mild tint of distress in the scent. At that, Aziraphale shook all other thoughts out of his head. He had a patient, regardless of designation, and he needed to care for him. Coming around the sofa, Naziraphil noticed that Crowley was curled on her side 
and was covered in a blanket, despite a thin sheen of sweat covering his forehead. He looked uncomfortable, but not in pain. He refused to make eye contact with Aziraphale, instead staring intently across the room, his lips pursed shut. Aziraphale took note of the sexual lubricant on the coffee table and the open shipping box on the floor that had the rubbish left over from whatever had been purchased and opened. Crowley, I need you to tell me what is happening now. Aziraphale spoke softly as he perched on the edge of the coffee table and peeked into the box next to his foot. He saw a long box for something called Dilfdo, Daddy's Helper, not for beginners. He felt his cheeks warm, but Crowley had still not answered. He decided to try something a little more direct and a little less professional. He put a bit of steel in his voice and tried again. Crowley, I expect an answer. Now. Crowley blinked and looked up at him in surprise. I, yes, Nurse Aziraphale. He took a deep breath and explained what happened. Aziraphale had not been prepared for the amount of backstory Crowley gave, but it was evident that this had been burning a hole in the poor man for years. Aziraphale was treated to Crowley seemingly unable to control his words. He learned that Crowley had been looking forward to adolescence since he was a little boy, believing in his heart that he'd present as an Omega, and he'd be courted and cared for by a strong alpha. He'd never shared this with his family. It felt like a birthday wish, something you kept to yourself. But then puberty and presentation hit, and he was stunned to find that he was an alpha. All of his fairy tale fantasies went up in smoke. It never changed what he wanted, but it changed the probability of it ever coming true. He didn't mind being an alpha, and it definitely came in handy once or twice, but he never dated or went on hookup apps on his mobile. He was afraid of trying to find a partner because of how he'd been mocked all his life for not acting like a real alpha, too passive and polite. He had taken to just pornography and simple sex toys, but had finally had the courage to try a notting dildo. He'd been thrilled that he'd finally have a chance to know what it felt like to be filled and knotted by an alpha. It went great, until it didn't. I can't get it to deflate. Crowley looked up at Aziraphale plaintively. Aziraphale nodded sympathetically. Thank you, Crowley. That was a wealth of information. I'm so terribly sorry that you found yourself in this position. Let's get this taken care of. May I look through the instructions? Crowley gave a vague gesture to the pile of rubbish when Aziraphale began searching. He was dismayed when he found the single slip of paper. 
It was not in English, but he was able to get the general idea from the diagrams. It helped that he had a similar device at home. I have good news and not bad news. The good news is that I know how to get the knot to go down. The not bad news is that you must have a strong enough climax that your sphincter muscle locks or clenches hard enough to trigger the timer in the knot. This is a knockoff similar to Smart Knot Tag, which is mostly designed for Omegas who are alpha or sex averse, but still choose to experience natural heats. Crowley looked at him, confused. This is intended for complete solo play to soothe biological instinct. After an Omega climaxes, especially in heat, Having a knot immediately deflate and be removed has more potential to trigger distress than to satisfy the archers. So, following a climax and the muscular contractions, the knot timer begins and deflates slowly, naturally over the course of approximately 30 minutes. That said, this being a knockoff, it may be defective or not as sensitive to the changes during a climax. So we, or rather you, need to climax. I don't... I don't know if I can. Crowley swallowed heavily, looking at Aziraphale warily. Aziraphale raised an eyebrow, and Crowley blushed, looking away. I've already... once, and... Apparently, that wasn't enough. But I still... I don't want to go to the hospital. What what else can we do? Crowley, you agreed that you'd follow my instructions. And if I deemed necessary, you'd... I know. Right, all right. I try. I just... A small spasm of discomfort creased Crowley's face. I don't know what to do. I already jerked off once. Crowley's face went crimson with his confession. Did you ejaculate? I... Crowley took a steadying breath. Yes, but it wasn't a very good one. Ruined it when I tried to pull out the... Uh, well, the thing. Aziraphale tapped his fingers on his knees and pursed his lips and thought. What he was thinking was wildly inappropriate, while at the same time being the most sensible option. The question was logistics. Crowley, you mentioned you don't have a long-term partner, but what about a rut buddy? Or do you utilize any professional services? No, I deal with rats on my own. How so? I drink myself to the edge of a coma, jerk off once, pass out, and hope to sleep through the rest. Crowley looked at him miserably. Ah, oh, I see. In that case, I'll do it myself. Aziraphale stood and started to clear away the trash as Crowley looked up at him with an odd, frantic gleam in his eyes. 
Do what? What are you going to do? Crowley's gaze slipped around the room, nervous. You're not taking me to the hospital? No, I'm not. And this will be unconventional and assuredly unprofessional, but in the interest of expediency and my own nature, I believe it will be the most beneficial. Crowley was still looking at Aziraphale with a slight panic in his eyes, but despite the panic, Aziraphale recognized the trust as well. Aziraphale may be an omega by the whims of biology, but his dominant nature was graced by God, and if his instincts were steering him properly, he may have actually found an alpha to compliment him. Do you trust me, Crowley? Crowley took in a shaky breath and let it out slowly, nodding. Yeah, yes, please. Good, Alpha. Aziraphale smiled, watching Crowley's pupils dilate, and held out his hand. To the bedroom. You'll be more comfortable there, my dear. He helped Crowley to his feet, and after the first pained hobbled step, held Crowley still and swept him into a bridal carry. Crowley gestured to an open door down the hall, and Aziraphale rubbed his forehead against Crowley's cheek, simulating a scenting. Crowley's eyes drooped, and a wanting whine, soft and high, reached Aziraphale's ears. Well done! Aziraphale entered the bedroom and carefully led Crowley on the bed. He stood next to the bed, took a deep breath and rolled his shoulders, and then his head, as he found a part of his personality that he usually tried to keep locked away. His eyes crawled over Crowley's body. He reached down and cupped Crowley's chin, tilting his head to catch his eyes. He smiled reassuringly, but didn't bother to hide the heat building in his chest at the vision the desperate Alpha created. He was sure he looked at least a little predatory as he relished Crowley's stitched breaths. His fingers tightened on Crowley's chin. Present for me, Alpha. Crowley's eyes rolled and his lips parted, despite his jaw being held firmly. He didn't try to move away from Aziraphale's grip as he twisted his body to his knees and elbows. His arse was in the air, and his cock was only barely interested yet. Aziraphale ran his hand down Crowley's spine, cooing in response to Crowley's keening. Crowley shivered, and Aziraphale watched the goosebumps bloom following his fingertips as he grazed them over the alpha's skin. Please touch me. Please. Crowley's hand snuck under his body, reaching for his hardening cock. Aziraphir ran his fingers through Crowley's hair. Where's your pseudo-slick, Crowley? Aziraphir's fingers tightened in his hair and he pulled angling Crowley's face to look at him. 
he allowed a hint of amusement to show on his face. Standard lubricant for simulated knotting? That is a rookie mistake, my dear. Stay here. He retrieved his care bag and a bottle of water from the kitchen, returning to stand next to the presenting alpha. He pulled out a bottle of pseudo-slick and began applying it to Crowley's rim, carefully trying to work some inside of him as well. There are specialized components to pseudo-slick that aren't present in lubricant. Specific compounds that are needed by Omega's bodies. Let's not mistake one for the other in the future, hmm? Crowley had been reduced to grunts and groans, and the occasional vowelless jumble of letters caught in his throat. Aziofir continued to apply the pseudo-slick until he was satisfied, and then began to stroke Crowley's skin again, coming up to pet his hair as well. He stood next to the bed, leaning to plant his second hand on the mattress by Crowley's head. Well done, Alpha, letting me take care of you properly. I'm very pleased, my dear. Aziraphale crooned over him, only startling slightly when Crowley turned to him sharply, his nose rooting in the duvet next to Aziraphale's hand. A high whine, sad and hopeful, escaped from Crowley. Aziraphale took a moment to consider what he understood Crowley was looking for, took a deep breath to savor the alpha scent, and made a decision. What are you looking for, darling? Do you need something to smell? The rest of you is stimulated, but your nose is so neglected. Garbled please reached Aziraphale's ears. He stripped off his handcuffs before leaning one hand back on the bed by Crowley's face and patting Crowley's hair with the other. The effect was immediate. Crowley's scent, which had been muted by distress, was suddenly a riot of color in Aziraphale's nose, the likes of which he'd never experienced. He smelled green, verdant and full of life. A golden-orange scent of hunger that reminded Aziraphale of a fire in the woods. A hot red scent like cinnamon whiskey. And, under it all, a mellow scent that made a Zerafeel picture a comfy sofa of brown leather with a blue throw blanket over the back. Aziraphale had never thought of scents as colors before, but each aspect of Crowley's scent was so vividly hued in Aziraphale's mind that he was helpless against the visual associations. All of this created an experience so riveting and exciting, and yet so comforting, that Aziraphale was breathless. He watched as Crowley latched onto his wrist and scented him strongly. His heart thudded as Crowley groaned and licked over his scent gland. The arousal in Crowley's scent nearly brought the Omega in Aziraphale to his knees to present himself. 
He spared a half second to thank God for medical-grade absorption Omega briefs before physically shaking his head to clear it. He continued to pet Crowley down his shoulders and back, stalking closer to his ass as he spoke. That's good. Show me, Alpha. Show me how you stroke that lovely cock of yours. Aziraphale's eyelids were heavy as he watched Crowley grip himself tightly, slide his hand around the head to slick it with precum, stroke down the shaft, squeezing tightly around his unswollen knot. There you are, just like that. Aziraphale pumped Crowley's ass cheek firmly, making the alpha groan as his back arched severely presenting himself. He continued to slowly stroke himself as he nuzzled and licked at Aziraphale's wrist. Crowley gasped, sharp and desperate, when Aziraphale finally gripped the knotting dildo and began to move it. There wasn't much he could do other than grind it into Crowley as the alpha stroked himself. You don't seem to be any closer to coming, Crowley. An alpha takes care of his health in order to take care of his omega. Your orgasm will show me you take that responsibility seriously. As Eurofield smirked to himself as Crowley whined, he lamented not having an extra hand to deliver a swift spank to Crowley's spare bottom instead deciding to bite the cheek firmly. He growled as low as he was able, licking over the indents his teeth left behind. I didn't ask you to whine at me. I told you to come, Alpha. Crowley's orgasm took Aziraphale by surprise. If he was being honest, he hadn't thought Crowley was actually Klaus. If Crowley's face was any indication, he was just as surprised. But Crowley's knotted fist didn't lie, nor did the growing puddle underneath him as he came all over the duvet. Oh, my dear lovely Alpha, look at you, coming on command for me. Well done. Aziraphale stroked Crowley's back and leaned closer, getting a good look and listen to the nodding dildo. He was relieved to determine that the timer had started. He smiled as he gently turned Crowley onto her side. Beautiful good boy. You've started the timer, love. Your ass is officially tight as an omega. Crowley chuckled weakly as Aziraphale arranged him and then provided him with a bottle of water and a few bites of chocolate from the stash he kept in his bag for himself. Aziraphale continued to sprinkle praise into Crowley's ear, a warm feeling in his chest as the lovely Alpha graced him with an exhausted smile. He carefully massaged Crowley's legs and back over the next twenty minutes, keeping a close eye on the offending toy. Crowley was still shaking a bit with stress, 
but after the orgasm and subsequent spare spendings that happened during a good knotting, he looked more at ease overall, as Ivafil had insisted on taking over massaging Crowley's knot, keeping him gently stimulated over the duration of being knotted by the toy. Aziraphale knew the exact moment that the knot deflated. The deep, bone-very sigh of relief that erupted from Crowley was unmistakable. The toy was gently removed, and Aziraphale tossed it to the side. He advised Crowley that he would do a quick exam to confirm there were no immediate concerns, and proceeded to do so. The alpha was definitely sore, stretched and swollen, but Zirafil was grateful to find no blood or evidence of damage. Crowley gingerly got to his feet and used the toilet, whilst Zirafil went back to the living room to give the alpha a bit of privacy. He looked through his care bag for something to do while waiting for Crowley to emerge from his bedroom. At the twenty-minute mark, he wasn't sure if he should be concerned or if he was expected to make a quiet getaway. Aziraphale was still waffling when Crowley came out of the bedroom, fully dressed. He very carefully sat on the sofa, leaned to the side just a bit. Should I say thank you? Crowley looked embarrassed, avoiding Aziraphale's eyes. No need. I was happy to help. Aziraphale smiled and then fidgeted shyly. Point of fact, I'd be very interested to get to know you better in a personal capacity. I believe we'd be very compatible. Compatible? Crowley looked stunned as his gaze swept over Xerophil. Indeed, I'd be happy to discuss it more over dinner, Xerophil beamed at Crowley. Yeah, all right, Crowley grinned. They made plans for the following evening, and Xerophil stood to leave. As he passed the sofa, he looked down into the box of rubbish again. That reminds me, what on earth made you decide on such an advanced toy? It's a knot for beginners, Crowley exclaimed. Aziraphale looked at him, realizing that as an alpha, Crowley wouldn't have understood that it was Omega humor. Oh, Dear, no, it was a play on words, definitely not for beginners, not not for beginners. Its intended use is as medical-grade heat equipment, not a sex novelty. Oh, Crowley's cheeks turned pink. Well then, I won't be making that mistake again. You won't need to. Aziraphale reached out and ran his fingers through Crowley's hair. You leave all that to me from now on. How does that sound, my dear? Crowley nuzzled into his hand. 
Sounds good to me. The end.